Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. That for Barry Goldwater's Stomp Trail, he also was nominated for a Grammy for writing the only album that John Wayne ever recorded titled America, Why I Love Her. Cindy is here to talk about and share her father's poetry to make sure that everyone knows about it and how great it was. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful. Can you start off by telling everybody first a little bit about yourself as well as about your father? Well, I am the sole survivor of the three siblings. And so I've kind of been given the torch to keep dad's memory alive. And when he passed away, I was approached by Ernest Borgnine and the legendary producer at Paramount, A.C. Lyles. And they asked me what I was going to do to honor my father. So I rather humbly said a website and they shook their heads and said, that that wasn't good enough, that I couldn't be selfish and keep his poetry in a drawer. So I was a a little bit of a loss and Ernie came up and he said, I'll tell you what you're going to do, kid. I'm going to have all your dad's friends record their favorite piece and I'll be the first one to do it. So that's been our path. My husband and I for the last 20 years is getting this all done. We had no idea that we would end up with 53 recordings for a tribute CD. And A.C. Lyles told me that I couldn't be selfish and keep dad's poetry in a drawer because the country needed to hear dad's poetry. Well, is your dad a a singer, a country singer? Well, he actually started off by studying opera. He he was well versed in all forms of music and he loved to sing. And he actually did an album with Dan Blocker entitled Our Land, Our Heritage where my father wrote down the history of folk songs, why they existed, where other folk songs written at the same time disappeared. And Dan did the narration because Dan obviously couldn't sing. And my father sang with the Ken Darby choir behind him and sang all of the folk songs. Well, tell us about when your dad was the opening act and Stomp Trail. Tell people who might not know what Stomp Trail is and what did your dad actually do? Well, dad was, he worked with Jim Drury, the Virginian, and another gentleman by the name of John Locke. And occasionally when he was available, Bing Crosby's son, Phil Crosby, was with them. And they would go on the campaign trail with Barry Goldwater, and they were the opening act, shall you say. They warmed up, everybody welcomed them, and then they entertained them while everything was getting settled in and Barry was getting ready backstage so that everybody was in a happy, relaxed mood when they came onto stage to start the political discussions. Your dad also was nominated for a Grammy for the only album that John Wayne ever recorded. He wrote the album. I didn't realize John Wayne did an album. So tell us about that and tell us about that album. Well, my father was actually working on Chisholm with John Wayne and Forrest Tucker Ben Johnson and my cousin, Chris Mitchum. And few people realize that Forrest Tucker had an actually beautiful voice and did a nightclub act. 
And Forrest came up to dad. They, they had done many, many things together over the years, including F Troop. Dad was the German who couldn't speak English in F Troop. And Forrest said, John, I'm really tired of singing Chicago, Chicago in my act. Can you please write something specifically for me about Chicago? So the next day, dad had, after they were done on set, he had Forrest come to his hotel room and he sang him the song that he wrote for him. And Forrest loved it and asked how he could get the rights to it. And dad said, it's a gift. It's, it's just for you, Tuck. And then he said, what else have you been doing? And dad wrote a poem called, Why Are You Marching, Son? And it came to him after he saw the front page of the LA Times with the American flag being burned in Central Park. So he wrote, Why Are You Marching, Son? And he recited that to Forrest Tucker. And Tuck said, Let's, we're going back on set. Let's go. And dad said, why? We're done for the day. And he said, just go. We're going. And they went back and they found John Wayne playing chess with my cousin, Chris. And Tucker interrupted them and said, you have to listen to what Mitch wrote. So dad recited, why are you marching, son? And John Wayne started to cry. And Tucker looked at him and said, if it means that much to you, do something about it. So Tucker smiled and John Wayne stood up shook my dad's hand and said, I've never recorded anything in my life, but I want to do an album of your poetry. And it took four years for that album to be recorded because of the lung cancer. But when it finally came out in 1973, over 100,000 records were sold the first weekend it was out. So that is a little bit of that history. And, and dad wrote all of the pieces except for one on that album. And which is why when dad passed away, Ernie Borgnine said, I had to get dad's poetry out again. And as I said, I had no idea that 53 of dad's friends would be contacting me and asking me to be a part of this album. So it's a pretty remarkable album. And Leonard Malton said that there's never been anything of this magnitude ever done before, nor can there ever be again, because people from that generation are passing on left and right. Well, tell us what Grammy your dad was nominated for and tell us where we can find the album. Is it actually out and, and where can people check it out? He was actually nominated for a spoken word um, being, being the, the writer of the poetry and the tribute CD is called John Mitchum's unabashed love of country cowboys and God, because he wrote poems under those, those titles or headlines and it's on John uh, website, johnmitchumworld.com. That's without an S. And it's John, M-I-T-C-H-U-M, world.com. And the people that have contacted me that are headlining on the album are in the Western world. We have Robert Duvall. We have Jim Beaver. We have James Jury, the Virginian. Going way back, we have Will Hutchins from Sugarfoot. We have Jane Russell, and we have Ann Rutherford, who was in Gone with the Wind. And then current folks, we have Bruce Boxleitner, and we have Susan Cowsill and Dwight Twilley singing. We have Bing Crosby's grandson, Bill Crosby Jr. singing. So there's a wide variety for something for everybody on it. Is this the only project that you're working on, or do you have any other? projects that people need to know about that you're working on? The other thing that we're working on now that the CD is finished is we, my father wrote a book, 
memoir called Them Henri Mitchum Boys. And it is not a dry, on Thursday I did this, and, and it's not a Hollywood kiss and tell either. It's been said to be a love story between the two brothers, John and Robert, because my biological grandfather was tragically killed before my father was even born. And today happens to be what would have been dad's 102nd birthday. So you can imagine in 1919 what it was like for a little Norwegian woman immigrant to have three children and be widowed. And it was a difficult time for her and raising the three kids. And she needed the support of her family. Her father was a Norwegian sea captain. Her mother lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And her sister and brother-in-law lived on a farm in Rising Sun, Delaware. So it was a family unit that helped raise the two boys. And when the depression hit, every they lost everything, as most people did in the country. But my Aunt Julie, who was older than the boys, had left home when she was 12 to join a vaudeville dance team. And at 15, she married a sailor who was eventually stationed in Long Beach. So when the depression hit, my grandmother and her new husband and their baby got in the car and there wasn't any room for dad and my uncle Robert. So they hoboed at 16 and 14 years of age across the country from Delaware to Long Beach. And that's, they had numerous adventures that were not so pleasant most of the time. Uncle Bob ended up on a chain gang in Georgia. Dad got lost and separated from Uncle Bob and went all over the country by himself. So it was a difficult time before they were discovered for Hollywood and became who they became. So the, the book is about true Americana and what it was like from the depression on through being major Hollywood stars. And we're making that into a limited series. Well, you also mentioned in your bio that you're a staunch Republican. Do you want to make any comments about that? Because that sounds like you're passionate about that. Well, I, I think that especially what's happening in today's world at the moment we need to stand up and we need to protect our country and we need to honor the veterans and the military right now, especially, and not, it's just mind boggling. I, I have a very dear friend who I went to high school with, who's a retired black op. And he was one of the people that have gone over on silent missions and brought people back. And he went before anything even broke out in the news to bring some of his fellow comrades back and bring people to safety. So I think we need to not just use Facebook to make nasty comments to one another and to argue with each other, but to actually move forward in a positive way and save this country before we lose it. You want to throw out some contact information. I know you got John Mitchumworld.com. You are you on my, social my media. Sure. My, my personal email is mitchummedia at gmail.com. And some of the pieces that are on the CD are, are very patriotic. And the people that have recorded them are, are very loving and true patriots of this country. And I'm very honored to have them on the CD. 
Andy Prine is the one who recorded Why Are You Marching, Son. Robert Duvall in the Sons of the Pioneers recorded America, Why I Love Her, which has nothing to do with politics, but it's about the beauty of the country that my father saw while he was being a hobo and going across the country and seeing things that none of us could ever dream of being able to see. And Wilford Brimley, the old grumpy oatmeal man, recorded one that's called The Good Things about how beautiful it is to be in America. And Morgan Woodward, who is best known for Cool Hand Luke, the, the officer in the reflective sunglasses and all of his Virginians and gun smoke that he did, did a beautiful piece called The People, which is very appropriate for today, Labor, Labor Day, honoring all the people all across all walks of life that make America great. So there's, it's a very moving and, and very heartfelt album. You yeah. got any, any final thoughts, any last words before we close it out? Just that, as I said, we don't need to be hateful and, and angry at one another. We need to realize what is actually happening to our country and how close we are to losing it. And we need to join forces together and, and be a team instead of, you know, fighting with each other instead of saving our country. And that's why Ernest Borgnine and AC Lyles told me it was so, so important for people to hear my father's poetry because that will hopefully give people a spark, a reason to, to stand up and be proud. Well, it's definitely important for people to hear your father's poetry. That's why, listeners, I need you to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible so they can hear Mr. Mitchum's poetry. Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curve podcast app. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me to as many people as possible so they can hear Mr. Mitchum's poetry. Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curve podcast app. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.